the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's so quiet around the Faith Talk studios without Rick and Dan. Management decided to just let them stay at home. Here they are broadcasting live thanks to StreamYard on Faith Talk Atlanta. Hey there, it's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. You're watching Facebook Live or YouTube Live on the screen there is Terry Wildman. He is the lead translator of the First Nations version of the New Testament. Terry, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. It's uh, good to see you guys, and I thank you for bringing me on your show. Hey, our pleasure. I I love this. Um, I I watched an interview with you earlier. I've read just a little bit, but I want to pick your brain just a little bit and hear your story. Um, You were talking about the need for uh, a translation uh, for Native Americans. And I love the story about the Hopi Bible, Uh, (laughs) how you found a Hopi Bible. How did how in the world did you find it? Sounds like it was in a closet somewhere and nobody read it because nobody could speak. Uh, Hopi any longer you were on were you ministering to the Hopi uh, uh, Native Americans I'm sure if I remember correctly and then somebody came up with this Bible Uh, go from there great story oh yeah I I really want to go from there but first I'd like to give a land acknowledgement I live in Maricopa Arizona and I'm on the native lands of the Pima and the Tohono O'odham people so I just want to give that acknowledgement this morning and the you know the First Nation version that's what we're talking about this morning. It's really yeah. an attempt. It's our attempt to capture uh, the simplicity, the beauty of our native cult- culture, our native languages, but in English, because most of our native people do not speak or read their native languages. Um, some speak it, but uh, very few read it. And so all these Bibles that were translated uh, into our native languages aren't being used aren't being read. So we felt there needed to be a First Nations version that was by Native people and for Native people. So that's a little bit about that. Yes, I was living on the Hopi Indian Reservation. I was pastoring a church on Second Mesa, and uh, it was uh, an American Baptist church uh, that I was asked to pastor and um, uh, getting to know all the beautiful Hopi people and and uh, back in the storeroom, we were using the, uh, you know, NIV Bible on, on Sunday mornings, a standard uh, translation that most people read. And um, But when I was digging in the storage closet, I found a box, and it was full of Hopi New Testaments. Hmm. So I, I, I got those New Testaments out. I, I was excited. I thought, wow, I'm going to find someone to read this to me. I want to hear how it comes across in Hopi. But I couldn't find anyone who could read it to me. Wow. Uh, and then I even got a chance to meet the missionary, the Wycliffe translator, who translated that Bible later on. Wow. And he, he explained to me a little bit about how they did it and um, and how, you know, how he wishes things might have been a little different um, because it, it it came out in a way that the Hopi peoples, they have three different dialects up there. And so uh, some of them related to it somewhat, some didn't, you know, but uh, 
but now we all uh, speak English, our native people. So uh, uh, that's a little bit of that story. That's kind of what got me stirred up in the beginning, years and years ago, of this idea that we need to have a native Bible in English that can relate to our native people. Because everybody hears uh, English differently. Mm-hmm. Depends on where you grow up. If you grow up yeah. in the South, you, you hear it a little different than people who live in the North. And if you go out West, you hear it a little different. If you go over to England and speak English, you might not understand some of the things being said or over in Scotland. So English is a profound language, and most of our people speak it now. Now we're trying to aim that language toward our Native people. Terry, give us a little bit of background just on you. Uh, did you grow up in a Indian reservation, a reservation-type area, and how did you come to know Christ and become, and, and how did God call you into the ministry? Well, uh, I grew up outside of my Native culture. I only knew from my family, from my grandpa and from my grandma, that we had Native heritage. We had Ojibwe or Chippewa, as my grandpa would call it, from the Great Lakes region and then we have I have Yaqui heritage from uh, um, Arizona and, uh, and and Mexico, uh, which are the indigenous people of, of those areas. And so my grandma and grandpa uh, were very uh, proud of that heritage. But I didn't get to go to powwows. I didn't connect with my native people until years later, after I became a believer in Jesus. Hmm. Um, I I then felt this call. I felt called uh, into ministry, and eventually uh, Creator made it clear that I was going to be uh, involved with Native people. And so I, that's where I really began to dig in. I began to do some research. I began to want to meet Native people, and, I be, and the doors began to open. I began to meet more people. I, I, I got to live among the Hopi for five years, wow. very traditional people, to learn Native ways of thinking, native ways of doing things, uh, understanding the history behind what's happened. Why isn't Christianity taking root among our native people? And I I began to slowly and agonizingly Hmm. find those answers. Yeah. Terry M. Wildman, he is uh, lead translator of the First Nations version of the New Testament. Terry, I love the, I don't know if that's a painting or a banner behind you, but I love that setting. That's and the cool. fire, I mean, I'm 61, so it's not, I can't totally see the fire. It looks like the Holy Spirit to me <laughs> and the, the, the Holy Spirit dove there in the fire. I don't know if that's what it is, but that is such a cool picture. Um, we do want to find out for you, uh, from you uh, just the response so far. How long, how long was, is this out yet, or how long has it been out? Well, it actually, InterVarsity Press is publishing this. Um, it took us about five years to do the translation. We worked with with a Bible translation organization called One Book. We worked with a consultant with 50 years experience from, um, he was actually the founder of One Book and he was the um, the, the leader of Wycliffe Canada hmm. uh, for a long time. So we had really good backing on this translation to make sure we did it right. But what I loved about what One Book did is they wanted the native people to do the translating. That was their philosophy. They would give you the tools. They would give us the expertise, but we would do the translating. And so they helped us uh, put that together and, 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 and form that. And I actually forgot your original question. So 
I hope I'm answering it. <laughs> I actually forgot my original question. <laughs> I caught up in your an- in your answer there. I forgot what I was asking you. Uh, we're talking with Terry M. Wildman. Uh, he is the First Nations. Uh, he is the uh, lead translator, the First Nations version of the of the New Testament. Uh, how long did this obviously didn't take? I mean, this obviously didn't come together in about a week or a month or a year. How long did it take for all of you to get together and translate uh, this particular version? Well, well, Wycliffe Associates uh, out of Florida and uh, one book up in Canada, up in Calgary, we had a month of getting together a translation council to determine the way we were going to do this translation, how we were going to carry it about. So that was way back in 2015. Hmm. Uh, we partnered with one book. We, uh, uh, I got uh, a council together of people I knew, native people I knew from years and years of, of, of uh, traveling and ministering and, and, and developing relationships. And so it was out of these relationships, I knew a lot of different uh, people from different tribes. And so we, we brought all those people together for a month to determine that. And then we began to work mostly online using Google Docs and, 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 and working together. I would do the, the initial translation, and then I would have reviewers go hmm. through, and they would re- native reviewers, they would review it. And after we went through that, uh, several re- reviews, then it would go on to the consultant, and eventually it would become the, the final version. Terry, I got a, a two-part question for you. Uh, first of all, um, can you give us an example of something that maybe sounds a little different in the uh, First Nations version as opposed to what we might be used to in the NIV or whatever? And, and what kind of uh, response have you gotten from folks who have who've been able to read read it? Well, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll share um, from, from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 to 24. Take off that worn out and stained outfit of your past life with its selfish desires and worthless ways of thinking. It no longer represents who you are. You are now true human beings with a new way of seeing and thinking. Put on the regalia of your new life, for you have been made new, created again to look like the one who made you, standing in a good way and walking a true and sacred path. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. So that that gives you a little bit of the feel of the, of the wording. It captures the meaning of the Greek that's there where Paul talks about taking off the old person or the old self or the old man in your old King James translation and yeah. putting on the new person. And so we just put that into native metaphor uh, that, that our native people can relate to. And the response has been amazing. We've had testimonies. Uh, We published half the New Testament before we come to this final version. So it's been out there for a while. Native InterVarsity is using it among young Native people on campuses. People have come to faith just reading it and giving us testimonies. Uh, it's, It's really been, in some ways, it's exceeded my expectations. Yeah. And I, I'm getting feedback. But what's been amazing, too, is non-Native people are reading it and, and contacting us and telling us, wow, you know, the, the scriptures have come alive to me in a new way. And so we see this as not only a, a gift to our Native people, but also a gift from our Native people to the dominant culture. Yeah. Hmm. 
Love that. Terry M. Wild, uh, Wildman, lead translator, First Nations version of the New Testament. And uh, you can go to firstnationsversion.com to find out more and get a copy when or copies uh, when when it comes out. I'm going to uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here, Terry. Are you working on the Old Testament now? Well, I've done a few uh, scriptures from the Old Testament. We haven't committed ourselves uh, to the entire process yet, but we're praying about it. Uh, we'll we'll see how how as this is released and the feedback we get and the support that we'll need. We'll need some support to be able to do this mm-hmm. uh, because it takes a lot of time to uh, to spend you know doing the translation work. Terry, thank you so much for what you're doing and uh, what you continue to do. You have a passion for for Jesus, and it's amazing. And we just love this, and would love to get back with you, maybe in the fall if you're up for it. And let's see how everything's going. And uh, just kind of keep up with you. You're doing amazing things. FirstNationsVersion.com is the place to go to. we got to take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. 